Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. In Revelation chapter 3, I want you to see that it's the same pattern. Ever since uh, God has been talking to me about this, it's just the same thing all over again and again. In chapter 3, I read verses 7, 8, and probably 9. It says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, This thing says he who is holy, he who is true, and he who has the key of David. <laughs> Only Jesus has the key. If you don't know, the devil will cheat you. Only Jesus. He who has the key of David. He who opens and no one shuts, and he who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have said before you an open door. <laughs> I like that. Glory be to God. And no one can shut it. You have a little strength. Uh, you have kept my word. And you have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not Jews, but lies. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. I'll take that much. I won't go beyond that. But let me just quickly analyze this. One thing, if, if, if you just want to just look at it generally, one, I know your works. And assessing your work, you've tried. But you are much more than you are. So there is a feeling of inadequacy. You know that. But you see, I know too that your strength is small. So what he's saying is this. And before he even said that, he says, see, I've said before you an open door. So I like that. He started from the end. Is somebody hearing me? I like how God does his thing. He will start from the end. He's the beginning and the end. Then he will start from the end. He will show you what he will make of you. I mean, he would tell the children of Israel, I said, no, I'm taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. He didn't tell them that there'll be Red Sea. Okay. Yeah, he didn't tell them that there'll be Jericho. He, tell them, he didn't tell them that there'll be Battle of Ai, where the sun will have to stay and wait for them. He didn't tell them that. He didn't tell them that they may see war and want to run back. No, he didn't say that. He didn't tell them that there'll be some time that they'll get so thirsty and they'll be thinking that, oh, come on. He didn't tell them that there will be a time when they will be saying that, when they will be longing for the cucumber of Egypt. But he said, look, I'm setting you free. There's this problem now you're coming out. And I'm taking you to a land free with milk and honey. God will show you the end. Right from the word go. So an open door. What does that tell you? You will finish well. In the name of Jesus, you will finish well. I don't care what struggles you are going through right now. If you're a child of God and you are under this anointing and this word has come for you for this year, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will finish. The assignment of your life you will conclude. In the name of Jesus. That's an assurance. Because that's why I say, I have opened the door. Whatever could limit you has been taken away. I understand you don't have the strength, but nothing can limit you. Even with your limited strength, you will finish. In the name of Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. It's an assurance. And that's what we have in Christ Jesus. That's exactly what we have. That's our inheritance in Christ Jesus. Is somebody hearing me? 
Glory be to God in the highest. So the second thing is, there will be struggles. So why are you alarmed when there are struggles? Or how do you explain, though your strength is small, how do you explain that? That means that there are things that you will see and you assume, or rather you will know that your strength can't handle. And yet, he has shown you the you that will be. And you are wondering, how will I go through this? He said, but see, the third thing now, the fourth thing now is this. You trust me. You trust me. You are still keeping my word. You are not denying my name. So you trust me to get you there. Now you know that you will get there. And you can see the trouble. But you are trusting me to get there. I have opened the door. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. Anybody can have anybody can have all. You can have just a little. You will finish well. I mean the assignment of your life, you will finish. Let me charge you in the name of Jesus. I beg you, particularly the youths, don't compare yourselves with anybody. Know for yourself what God has called you to do. Be inspired and encouraged by people. Let me warn you. God will not make two people. You are an original. You can be encouraged by the way I jump. But you may be made to jump higher than me. Don't limit yourself to the height I get to. That's the mistake many people make. The grass is always green on the other side. Get there to see. Then you wish you didn't live where you were. Is somebody hearing me? Okay. A scripture for the month. Psalm 126. Hallelujah. Verse 5 says, Say, do that so in tears shall reap in joy. Listen. And it says, he who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seeds for sowing. He says, shall doubtless come again. Look, these are definite words. Again, look at it. Those who sow in tears, there is a definite conclusion. You will. I mean, again, you can see him declaring the end. If you go continuously bearing precious seeds and we are weeping, he said, without doubt. That is seven and eight will pass away. You will return with your ships. Uh-huh. So he's saying the same thing. I've been looking at the word of God, you know, and I realize, sincerely, I realize that that's God's pattern. That's the way he moves. That's, the, that's, that's his character. That's just God. I was meditating on this all through the week, and I got to a place where he says, that was in Second Corinthians chapter 12. If you open quickly, 12, 12. Remember, weeping, bearing seeds. Seeds are important. You always come back. From verse 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure, by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measures. Now, let me quickly come to this. Look, the truth is, two, three days, I just, God will wake me up. He may wake me up and show me him. Wake me up and show me him. May wake me up and tell me something between these two. And I was, why is God disturbing my sleep? 
But you see, God will not do that except it is needed. And God began to reveal certain things to me. And I began to get serious with certain things. And I began to understand that the gifts of the Spirit are going to operate in the way and manner that I've always dreamt of in this congregation. And people will wake me up or people will call me on the phone, Pastor, I saw this. And I say, thank you. I agree with them. Some within the city, some outside the city, some outside the country. Some here looking at me right now. And they'll be precise. And to prove it, I'll say, see what this one is saying? See what this one is saying? I can call him or her. I said, look, read. You see, God will always guide his own. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Gone are the days when we think Christianity is just for the sake of being it. No. Christianity is collaboration with the Spirit of God in the things and the affairs of life. Christianity is like the Holy Ghost coming on Jesus Christ and leading him. He was led of the Spirit. He returned in the power of the Spirit. And everything he did was in the Spirit. Christianity is the Holy Ghost coming on the apostles. And everything they did in their lives was by the Spirit. Christianity is the Holy Ghost coming into you, like Jesus said in John chapter 7. That out of your belly flows rivers, 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 rivers of living water. That's Christianity. So there is a definite change that will happen. You may be in the physical and look as physical as physical it is, but you are different. And the, 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 the earlier you began to understand that of yourself, the better. Because it makes you available and expectant. It makes you live by faith. For example, what I've been saying about when God would do a thing, he would declare the end from the beginning. Come on, Isaiah, come on, 46. You say, I am God and there's none other. What makes me God? I declare the end from the beginning. I set the door open. Why? Because I can see your strength. I can see you. You are keeping my word. I see you are depending on me. And yes, you, there's a feeling of inadequacy. You don't think you have what it takes to, be get, to get to where you know you should get to. And you are depending on me. I've opened the door for you. Amen. That's the way our God behaves. That's, that's his character. That's his character. And so it's easy for me to begin to tell you that as far as righteousness is concerned, it's like a shining light. Your path gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Oh yeah, it just gets brighter. It gets brighter. Huh? Or to the perfect ending, there must be a perfect ending. There will be a perfect ending. In the name of Jesus. There will be. So it says, unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations given, a thorn in the flesh was given to me. Now, a messenger of Satan. Huh? To buffet me, to beat me. Uh-huh. lest I should be exalted above measure. So there's a reason. And that's why I say, hey, a lot of times when the devil attacks, he assumes that you're a fool. You're not a fool. More so when the gift of the Spirit is operating, you are aware. And you know what to do. And you really can do a lot of things. But some situations that, no, God, we allow things to be. See what this man said. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times. Paul prayed. When Paul prayed, God answers. Because Paul will make it clear to you that God will hear you even before you call. Most of when you are working according to his will. He says, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me, but this thing refused. Why? Because there was a reason why I was there. Why? So that I will not begin to exalt myself above Loma. But you see, the thing we must understand is this. Whatever it is cannot stop you from fulfilling God's purpose for your life. No, it can't. 
He cannot stop you. Is somebody hearing me? Uh huh. So he said to me three times. I asked God. So he said to me, What did he say? My grace is sufficient for you. Everybody say sufficient. sufficient. Come on, say sufficient. sufficient. Say sufficient. 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 Ah, again, sufficient. sufficient. Ah, okay, God, remove it. God, remove it. I can see an impediment. I can see a hindrance. God, remove it. Oh, it's my husband. Oh, it's my wife. Oh, it's my boss. Oh, it's my sister. Oh, it's my mother-in-law. Oh, it's my father-in-law. Oh, it's the causes of my family. Oh, God, remove it. <laughs> my spirit is in you. My grace is sufficient for you. Uh-oh. But now I see there's impediment. But God is saying, it's not strong enough to stop you. So three times I'm begging God, but it's not strong enough to stop you. My grace is sufficient. What does sufficient mean? One person said it alludes to Shaddai. Because whether you like it or not, the New Testament, the Old Testament, this is Hebrew events. Written in Greek in the New Testament, written in Hebrew in the Old Testament. It, it's all Jews. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So what's sufficient? What does it mean? When God says I'm sufficient, he told Abraham, Abraham, okay, at 75. And when Abraham was now 99, he said, walk before me and be thou perfect. Why? He said, because I am the almighty God. You know what almighty means? I am the all-sufficient God. I can make 99 produce like 29. I am sufficient. I am sufficient. Amen. So that was what he was saying. In that balance, he was talking to Paul. My grace is sufficient. Your focus is the throne. But I want your focus to be me. One person said, in the interlinear Greek, the way it is written, he says, sufficient for you is the grace of me. That is, I am the grace you need. Will you focus on me rather than focus on the problem? And see whether the door is not already open? You see it the way it is? You see the way it works? Because most of us are hindrance conscious. We are hindrance motivated. But Paul himself, I believe he wrote the book of Hebrews, he was looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. Why will he say the author and the finisher? Because the in-between may be a lot of problems. <laughs> My grace is sufficient for you. Here the way I got it from this. Here what he says in the West Bible. He said, and he said to me, that is Jesus said to me, and his declaration still stands, my grace is enough for you. For power is moment by moment coming to its full energy and complete operation in the sphere of weakness. Because my strength is made perfect in weakness. One person says that there's nothing like my there. The original says strength is perfected in weakness. Which is a, group, a, a, very, a very global way of saying necessity is the mother of invention. When you are hindered and you must pass through, you will pass through. God says, I will pass you through. Example, Red Sea or no Red Sea, you are crossing over. Amen. Because what? I've said before you, an open door. That's why I want to say again, for some, Oh, no matter how much Christianity they have, or they think they know, or wisdom they have, uh, there's a generational curse of my family. I hear you. The day you gave your life to Jesus Christ, 
all things passed away. All things became new. What you got there is eternal redemption. Far superior to generational cause. Therefore, most gladly I will boast in my infirmity. Why? That the power, the might, that power is might, of Christ may rest upon me. <laughs> it says that the power there, the might there, is akin to the Shekinah glory, which we see in the Holy of Holies. And this is what I'm saying by the grace of God. And this is what the Lord is demonstrating here. If God says tomorrow is your time, what do you want to stay here and do after tomorrow? No, it's true. It's those who don't have Jesus who think that the best that can happen for them forever is life. It's this world. world they call world. Isn't it? When you are here, you reign as king. Amen. When you live here, you reign eternally with him. Amen. Anyhow, you reign. Amen. And you can't go before your time. Amen. Yeah, Jesus. Say, if you are struggling to preserve your life, say you are wasting your time. You want to lose it. But if you are not, if you are ready to stake it for his kingdom, say you will preserve it. Amen. It's clear. So gone are the days when anybody will threaten you your life. Who are you? One out of your life, out of your belly flows what? River. Uh, my son, my daughter, my, uh, uh, your daughter. Is it because you are alive that you are saying your daughter? Who keeps your daughter? Who keeps you? Don't you think it's better to trust him straight away? Yeah, I better begin to trust him with everything. What he's saying here right away is this. Hey, stop focusing on the problem. Trust me with your life. I've opened the door. There's an assignment about your life. You will finish it. In the name of Jesus, you will finish it. Did you hear me? He said, I've opened the door which no man can shut. When you say things like that, the devil tries to try. Except if God didn't say it. I was saying, what is next year? He showed me. So that's it. So it's up to you to believe it or reject it. That's, it's your if God says it and you believe it, you will testify. In the name of Jesus. So somebody say, I will kill you. When God says that he's opened the door for you, we no man look at short. Why short it? I want it. In the name of Jesus. Except you don't know the God you serve. And you don't know when he speaks. Is somebody hearing me? Yes, sir. There's no magic about this thing. This is reality. This is the reality of reality. This is life. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness. The darkness cannot comprehend it. Cannot. So it's up to me. It's up to you to believe. That this year is a year of spiritual harvest. It's not in, it's not in doubt. It's clear. What is left for you and I is to believe it. I don't care the luck that followed you into this year. Whether it is spiritual or emotional or physical. You stand the chance to change something this year. In the name of Jesus. I say you stand the chance to change something this year. Glory be to God in the highest. So he says, so that the glory, the Shekinah glory of God. Can you imagine you? This is your system. 
how do I call it? The peak. The peak of the glory of God resides there. But she has to know it. When she knows it, she will give more attention to that than what she does with what she thinks is the pro, 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 pro what? Said that the glory of God might rest permanently. One version says that it might dwell in and on you. That's the stage we are getting into. When the Bible says you are the light of the world, that is exactly what it is. The light does not struggle to shine. Can you imagine the best of the radiance of God inside this vessel? Why won't it flow? All she needs to do is to trust God with her life. <laughs> Saul and the whole army of Israel followed him, pursued him everywhere. But guess what? He said, Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? Ah, he knew something which somebody is beginning to know today. Amen. Any Christian in the house? Yes. You know, because there are many churchgoers, there are few Christians. Any Christian in the house? Yes, if, you're a, if you're a Christian, shout hallelujah. Yes, hey, hey. You know that the, the hell is shaking right now. Yes, because uh, <laughs> a revolution is going on that they cannot understand. I say, any Christian in the house, shout hallelujah again. The time is coming when you all you need to do is to enter a place. And when you get in there, they say, So, what a minute, who's this? Because suddenly things will begin to adjust around you. You say, How do you explain that? We call it Shekinah glory. Uh, happened before? Oh, yes. Joseph just had to come in and things will fall in. You ever heard the life falling in pleasant places? Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But what does he call for? Your focus is the open door. He is the door. He is the open door. He is the door. He is the life. He is the light. He is the wisdom. He is the righteousness. He is the grace. Uh-uh. And guess what? As beautiful as this place is, he is here because you are here. He has chosen to live inside of you. He prefers here than here. So when you move, you represent him. Everywhere. Glory be to God in the highest. When you live conscious, I don't know why I'm perceiving him so strong. I perceive somebody is making up their minds today that their lives are changing forever. In the name of Jesus. But let me read this other version for you. He said, and then he told me, my grace is enough. That's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. So it doesn't matter anymore. 
I don't know what the devil has used to box you in. It's changing today. That is, you are changing today. In the name of Jesus. Let me tell you the way it is. Until now, it's your limitation. But from now, it's the threshold for your new level. You are breaking limitations. In the name of Jesus. I say you are breaking limitations. In the name of Jesus. The door is open. And no man, no creature can shut it. Let that sink. Get that. Understand it. Hold on to it. Jesus said it. And he's the door. I wonder who will shut the door. I wonder who can. The light shines in the darkness. I wonder who wants to quench it. Say the darkness cannot understand it. And is the light the light made the part of every man that comes into the world? Father, we give you praise. Shall we rise? We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.